0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting you ready for a college football Saturday, this is
1: BetQLU with RJ Choppy and Jeffrey Wright. And welcome to BetQLU. I am RJ Choppy from 105 through the fan in Dallas. I do the Sean and RJ show, 530 to 10 a.m. On the fan, you can check me out on Twitter, at RJ Choppy. Keep it very simple. Uh, Joining me today in place of Jeffrey Wright is Chris Mack from the Fan Morning Show in Pittsburgh, at the Chris Mack on Twitter. He went full on. Buckeye with the the oh, all capitals you, in front of him, Did you
0: not? You get full on Buckeye. You, you know exactly how to cut me deep right off the hop, R.J. You know, telling a Penn State guy that he went full Buckeye with his Twitter handle. The the oh my gosh. How hey, at least
1: you? you kept your coach this uh, this 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 go around. That was that was a big I, win.
0: Don't know how I feel about that, but that's something we could talk about another time maybe.
1: <laughs> oh man, it's a uh, you know it, it's funny that you know. It, this time of year, I, I'm in a good mood in general, right? Yes. I feel like I could take if somebody were to, you know, trash talk me. I, I could take it. You're not, you're not going to get me down this time of year. It's college bowl season. It's college basketball season. The NFL's going on. Uh, the only thing I'm missing is my beloved baseball, and that's there's not a single stitch of information coming out on those morons no. uh, with the lockout, <laughs> dude. It's it's sad, sad.
0: When they wrote the most wonderful time of the year that song, they were thinking about. Uh, the week in March, you know, the first weekend of March yeah. Madness, the second, uh, the first full week of October when you've got everything in season and the wild card games being played in baseball, and this time, which is, like you said, college hoops is up and running. Literally every sport other than baseball is on the docket. The NFL is heading into the stretch run, and you've got bowl mania for the next, what, two and a half weeks. You could wake up at 3 in the morning, and turn on a game being played in a Walmart parking lot somewhere outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. It's just a constant stream of college football.
1: It's like that that opening they used to. Do, they did it for like a ten year period. I don't even know they do it anymore. Where college hoops opens up with like twenty four straight hours of basketball. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that like in two years. I don't know if they're still doing that, but uh, that's what that's what college early college bowl season is. It's like from here on out, it's basically every day. Uh, with the exception of one or two until Christmas or two years, really. It's it's a fantastic time uh, of year because these college bowl, the early ones, you may not know the teams. You may not know the players. You may not see any fans in the stands, but you usually get some high-scoring games and some entertaining ones.
0: You know what these games are perfect for uh, if they don't live up to expectations? These games are perfect for, like, back in college, we used to have what we called NASCAR naps. It would be a Sunday afternoon we would have been out way too late on a Saturday night and a bunch of dudes just laying around on the couches in the living room watching TV. The easiest way to doze off and fall asleep and wake up an hour and a half later and feel like you didn't miss anything, just pop on a NASCAR race because the cars are still going to be going in a circle when you wake back up. Yeah. So we, we the bowl season naps are right up there with NASCAR naps.
1: Man, don't don't sleep on PGA Tour
0: naps either. Oh, that's... that's a, yeah, you know. but they... You, you might miss something near the turn, you know. You, yep. you, so, NASCAR naps are definitely top of the list. Bowl, bowl game naps, I, I, I'll put a solid second, but yeah. But PGA Tour, uh, it, especially if it's like an early on, on Saturday kind of nap, Saturday, yep, that's yep. solid
1: too. You can't, you can't be I'm, not on Sunday. Sunday. Right. I'm not missing Sunday. I'm not going to nap during Sunday, but on a Saturday round, you know, I could take a good 30, 40 minute nap, you know, oh, you yeah. know around, uh, around some bad tea times. As, or as I tell my kids, I'm just resting my eyes, kids. Just resting yeah. my eyes. Kids. I'm not sleeping. Sleeping's no. for the week. I don't do that. One <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, of the things that we, you know, we we we've we've discussed when it comes to bowl season uh, are these these confidence games, right? These confidence mm-hmm. meter games. Uh, and and this is the part like, early, they say early in the year, early in the bowl season, you've got to get your big game out. Espe- and I think especially this year with COVID. Because a week or two from now, we don't know if if one of these guys is going to be out, miss a game, the game gets canceled, whatever. Although I really doubt they're going to cancel a bowl game with too much money in it. But you've got to get your high number confidence games almost out of the way early, don't you?
0: Yeah. I mean, two of my highest confidence games, you know, I've got one at 39 and another one at 43, are games being played this weekend. Um, You know, BYU, I really like that one. How does a 13th ranked team in the country? End up, end up in Shreveport, Louisiana, in the third weekend of December. I don't know, but it happened. So BYU against UAB. I'm a big fan of that. That's like my my 40. I got 44 picks in a confidence poll. That's 43 for me. So second highest confidence. And then Jackson State, South Carolina State. You know the juggernaut that Deion Sanders has already built in, in uh, a year plus. Uh, they come in 11 and one in that Celebration Bowl game. I got that pretty high on the list too. But you're right. That's where you got a chance to bank some some points. And then hopefully when it gets down to it, when you're down to the, the New Year's six games, some of which, you know, like, I'll be honest, Georgia, Michigan, I'm, I'm back and forth on, you know, I, yeah. I, I lean Georgia, but I'm not putting 25, 30 points on that one. That's going to be down my list. Um, so, you know, those are the ones where I take a step back and say, yeah, I'll pump the brakes on those, drop them down the hierarchy just a little bit and see if I can't make some hay these first, you know, these first five, six, seven days
1: yeah i'll tell you like you know on that georgia michigan if, if there's if it's a confidence pool with no bet no betting line involved you know i'm i'm, I'm look i'm an sec homer uh <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll ride with uh, georgia but i feel you man i have no feel for that game on on the point spread standpoint because i don't trust georgia's offense i mean stetson fleming <laughs> bennett the fourth is is not
0: well, you, ha- you, ha- you have to, to say, Stetson Fleming, Bennett IV, you know, like that. Where are my boat shoes, lovey? Oh, uh, let's go to the yacht later. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how you say Stetson Bennett's name. That's the only way you can say it.
1: You're right about you know him, though. You he wears boat shoes. You know oh. he's got the boat shoes. he got the crocs. No, little... no, no socks. No socks,
0: boat shoes, Crokies, Maui gyms. Bang. That's a Stetson Bennett for you
1: right there. The amount of baby powder that's got to go in those shoes in a hot Georgia summer, man.
0: Your feet, just, uh-uh. there's little puffs that come up from your feet as you walk. That much gold bond in the shoes, uh, but no. Between between their offense and to be quite honest, like Michigan's a run dependent offense too, and they're going up against the third best run D in the country. So, like it, I, I don't know, maybe instead of t- picking a play on that one, if you're if you're talking about putting some money on it, uh, if you're talking about playing that game, maybe maybe your play is, hey, uh, I'm gonna take the under on that one. But if you're in a if you're in a confidence poll, I think the only trick is. Just drop it down the hierarchy. Don't put too many points yeah. on it.
1: This is a, uh, yeah, I do think that that's got a real good shot uh, at the under hitting. I mean, these are two defensive first teams. You know, the only thing that scares me is, you know, if Michigan were to, were to take a page uh, out of the Alabama playbook um, and, and speed things up a little bit, you can get some of those big nasties up front out of the game. Uh, you know, you can get him out of the yeah, game. Yeah, you get him
0: dashed Yeah.
1: Yeah. They get tired early, man. I was at the Georgia-Tennessee game in November. And third play of the game, uh, it was Jordan was out of the game already. He was right. laying on the floor, literally laying on the ground, like half dead. In the old, in the old, I'm, I got my arms out <sighs> to the side. I can't move CrossFit dead pose, okay? Yeah. That's what he was in. Yeah, and, and, they, and they help him up guy's huge I mean somebody threw their back out trying to help him up but they helped him up and they bring him over to the uh, to the sideline and, and he's out of the game
0: yeah if you, yeah you're, you're right if they, if they could go up tempo I don't know if that that doesn't strike me as a very Harbaugh thing to do but um, Harbaugh's also about winning and doing whatever it takes to win so it's an interesting strategy the other semifinal game though the other final four game um I, I'm, I'm starting to come around to thinking 14 is too much to give Cincy. Just because, you know, John Mechie out, since he's got some decent corners, uh, if, if they can double down and lock down Jamison Williams just a little bit, not take him completely out of the game, but take, you know, just limit, li- don't let him beat you, essentially. And I could see Cincy keeping that within a
1: 10 point spread. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I'll be honest, I don't have a great feel for this. Cincinnati is to me like um I'm trying to think of a college basketball oh remember Wichita State when they went to the final four mm-hmm. no one really knew what to make of them no one really knew what to make like they you know Butler the same thing yeah. eh, we haven't really seen them play uh they've played a couple of good teams we don't really know how good they are and then all of a sudden you know Wichita State loses to Kentucky as the one seed you know Kentucky was the eight that was right. eight Kentucky was the final four and then Wichita State wound up going to one themselves. Uh, but it's like, you know, I don't really know what to make of them. I, I've seen them play, but I haven't seen them play a level of team of Alabama. Uh, trust me, Notre Dame ain't that. Yeah. So I, 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 but it would not surprise me if they go and they really put a good game up there.
0: Yeah, the unknown quantity factor is is high with that one. And the I guess the difference is um, I, I never – I never assume that Nick Saban has any unknown quantity about any part of any game. Like he's going to go in, he's going to know exactly how to pick them apart, and it's just a matter of can Cincy, can Cincy stand there, stand in the ring with them for for 15 yeah. rounds and not get knocked out in the third, and then all you know, and then it just gets away and they end up losing by 24 or something. I think they can. Again, I think there's it's in there, but you can't have Bryce Young play the way he did against Georgia.
1: No, you can't. He needs to play that Auburn game. Yep. You know, he, he needs his Auburn game. But, you know, for Cincinnati, um, th- there's a couple of things that, that that go into play when you're talking about a, a team of their, of their talent. They've got talent. But who plays their schedule is, you know, when you play Tulsa or Tulane, if you don't score and you go three and out and you give up a touchdown drive, you know, it might not be the end of the world. Right. You know, you, know you can string together. Against an Alabama, you know, let's just say Alabama score, gets the opening kick, scores a touchdown. Cincinnati, if you go three and out, I mean, it could be 14-zip real quick. And at 14 nothing, that game's over. You, you know, I, I, a good analogy, and you're a baseball guy
0: too, so I, I think this will resonate with you. It's the old leadoff walk, right? You give them the leadoff walk, everything unravels from there. If you're not a lockdown, you know, swing and miss guy, if you if you're – and And look, just about everybody's a swing and miss guy, especially out of the bullpen these days. But if you've got if 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 you're a guy that counts on keeping the base paths clear, or you're not a guy who can come in and shut down any inherited runners, a leadoff walk or a walk to the first batter you face, the whole inning mushrooms from there. And it's the same thing. You get a, an early three and out against a team like Bama, you give them an opportunity that they, they won't even walk down the field on you. they'll They'll go right over the top. They'll hit you. In like two or three plays, you'll be down seven nothing. The ball will be back in your hands before your offensive linemen even get a Gatorade. And then you're another three and out. And before you know it, like you said, you're down 14, 17, nothing. And it's gotten away.
1: Yeah. I mean, to think of it this way so that Cincinnati's corner, Sauce Gardner, he's allowed like, I don't know, no plays over 20 yards all year. Right. Like if Alabama goes out there and on the second play, they hit one on him for 45, I mean, just demoralizing. Yeah. Has to be, right? when you're not used to
0: facing a certain level of talent and, and that, like you said, they haven't, fa- Notre Dame's the closest thing they face uh, to what they're going to see uh, against Bama. When you're not used to facing that, then yeah, you're, you, you don't know how to react. Uh, I'll use this analogy because uh, on our show in Pittsburgh, we talked a lot about Devin Bush this year, who the Steelers traded up a couple years ago to draft at the 10th overall pick. And he's been an utter disaster this year coming off an ACL injury. Um, and, You know, when we talk about him, we talk about just the, I I guess, living up to expectations and then being able to deal with adversity. He's not, he's just used to automatically living up to expectations and never having to deal with any adversity. If you're the Cincinnati Bearcats, how much adversity have you had to deal with this year? Mm. And if you get down two scores to the Crimson Tide, I mean, you're not just down two scores to, like you said, SMU. You're not down two scores to uh, Marshall. You're... You're down two scores to Nick Saban. He's going to bury you if you don't quickly shoot that arm up out of the dirt, like a zombie crawling out of the casket and show that you're still alive and you're still breathing. You've got to be, you've got to be resilient and it's tough for teams to build that resiliency when they haven't played anybody. all year.
1: No, it really is. It's like, uh, you know, Kurt Warner talking about playing in the cold. He talked about that last week, you know, after the Buffalo, New England game, Mm -hmm. he's like, you can't, I cannot, when I was, he's like, when I was playing in Arizona, I could not prepare to play in the cold. There was no way for me to prepare for those conditions. Um, and, and that's why he was like, that's all these playoff games need to be dome games, which huge fan of that because I like quarterbacks and throw the ball over the field. Oh, that's uh, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. You got to have one good, you got to have one good
0: Bills Patriots game every year just to remind people that football still played in the elements and it's not basketball on grass.
1: There you go. I'm okay with that during the regular season playoffs. Okay dome it up baby uh but he, you know that's the point you know you cincinnati cannot prepare for let's see there's 22 start, they cannot prepare for 19 nfl players starting for the other team no they haven't seen that before and and no, they won't and, see and, it again and, unless they somehow no. pull it off and get and get georgia next They get the georgia i know yeah. right but you know alabama like like 19 or 20 of those guys that are starting are gonna get drafted somewhere or be on a practice right. squad whatever but they're NFL caliber players.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. You just pulled off the biggest upset of your life, Cincinnati.
1: Now you get Georgia. Ooh, no thanks. I mean, that's demoralizing, man. It really, really is. Like the, the the juggernaut that either Michigan or Cincinnati have to go through to win a title. It, it's I mean, this is unheard of.
0: It's why everybody just expects a rematch, right? I, I, I'm there. That's what I'm expecting. Bama, Georgia part two. And you're telling me the look ahead line, Bama's going to
1: get a point. Bang, I'm on it. Yep. I mean, we got minus 13 and a half, 14 for Bama, and then minus eight uh, for Georgia. Up next on BetQLU, we've got a little college weekend uh, betting card for you. And does Georgia potentially need to make a QB change? I'm RJ Choppy. He's Chris Mack. It's Bet QLU. From tailgates to rushing the field, on Saturday, it's
0: BetQLU in the action. From noon to 8 Eastern, available on BetQL and the Odyssey app.
1: You're listening to BetQLU with R.J. Choppy and Jeffrey Wright. Welcome back to BetQLU. I'm R.J. Choppy. You can find me on Twitter at R.J. Choppy. He is Chris Mack in for Jeffrey Wright. Find him on Twitter at the. Chris Mack, he loves it when you talk about the Ohio State (laughs) University
0: in reference to that. Don't you put that on me, R.J. Choppy. Don't you put that on me. Sticking to you. It is sticking Uh, to you, you I'm going to give you the Greta Thunberg again. How dare you?
1: (laughs) Got to love it. Uh, Got Uh, plenty to uh, get to here uh, still on BetQLU. Uh, I wanted to ask you, though, about this Michigan-Georgia game, a little bit about it, because we did talk about how you know, we might be leaning towards the under. Does Georgia need to make a QB change? Or would it surprise you, I should say, if they made one mid-game to JT? I was just going to say, I
0: don't think I prepare right now, if I'm Kirby smart, to go in with JT Daniels. But I think I kind of keep him, it's kind of like a break glass in case of emergency type deal. If Stetson Bennett gets out there, And for whatever reason, Michigan's pass rush is in his face. They're causing him to look frazzled, look like a deer in headlights. He's made a mistake here or there. And all of a sudden, they're having to play from behind. Well, that's probably a case where if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm tempted to break that glass because we're in an emergency here and go to JT Daniels. But I think, look, Bennett has consistently been able to manage the offense all year. Um, I don't know. Outside of that game against Bama, and we talk about how he looked there in the SEC championship game, I don't know if he's faced a defense like this, though. So that's – especially a defense that creates this much pressure, I think that's going to be something to watch. If you're, if you're Kirby Smart and you're Georgia, you can't allow Stetson Bennett to dig you too deep of a hole. If it happens, you got to be ready uh, to pull the ripcord and go to Daniels, but I don't think I'd start him in this instance
1: no i i wouldn't start him either i'm trying to think of like a comp for stetson bennett right Mm -hmm. and and i was going through some of the annals of of like sec quarterbacks with you know kind of uh just that that had the same skills i'm thinking of john parker wilson or greg McElroy, you know a couple of those bam but by by the way john parker wilson might be the second best sec name ever behind stetson Fleming bennett the fourth (laughs) uh because you have to have three names Yes, uh, and, and the, the, you've got to have a.
0: You've got to be the third or the fourth. At, at got two. to That's gotta be in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no. There's no
0: firsts. Because <laughs> daddy and granddaddy, they was they was the ones that gave you that name.
1: That's right. They they absolutely were. <laughs> but I'm like, is he is he Greg McElroy? Like, can Stetson Bennett win you a title in 2021? Like, w- where th- he is the main? You know, where he is the MVP. No, um, no.
0: If if he's the MVP of the team, then something's gone wrong, or he has stepped up in such an incredible way that nobody expected. If Georgia's going to win the national title, they're still going to have to do it on defense. They're going to have to shut down Michigan in the semis, and then they're going to have to figure out, again, maybe it's as simple as, you know, no Mechie, so they, they bracket Jamison Williams if they get a chance to play Bama again. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like we talked about earlier, how Cincy tries to cook up some coverages for him. But if you're Georgia, you know you have the talent to, to limit him maybe and take him out of the game. You just didn't show up really in the SEC championship game, or Bryce Young just took over. I think if it comes down, and maybe maybe this is what it comes down to, when we talk Georgia-Michigan, if we're gonna talk quarterbacks, it's simply if you're Kirby Smart, do you think Stetson Bennett can outduel Cade McNamara? Well, yeah, if I, I, I do, and. It, it, the only way i back away from that is if I see him fall into pieces right there in front of me on the field. And if that happens, like I said, I'm comfortable enough with JT Daniels that I can go to him and he'll beat Cade McNamara. Because Cade McNamara, you know, conversely, is also not a guy that I'm expecting to put the game on his shoulders. If Michigan wins, right. it's going to be because they run the ball and they play defense.
1: Man, you're absolutely right. You know, this is, this is going to be – the under's the play here, uh, I, I think, without question. Uh, Cause you also have, you know, for what I think is two pretty conservative head coaches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a low number. I mean, 44 and a half feels, yeah. it, it, you're, you're going to sweat that one. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're not going to go in, you're not going to get to the fourth quarter and it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, 13, 10, like it, it, it's still teams that are able to move the ball a little bit, even against good defenses, you're going to end up sweating. And, and even if it's, Let's say it's sitting at around, I don't know, maybe you're feeling good because it's sitting at like 27, 28, going into the fourth quarter. You know what's going to happen late in the game. You know mm-hmm. there's going to be a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of volleying, and there's going to be a couple touchdowns scored. So you've got to hope to get into the fourth quarter somewhere under 24, um, and that's, that's asking both defenses to fire on all cylinders, I think, all afternoon.
1: I'm hoping that, these can, that the coaches stay conservative uh, and they set up for a lot of field goals. You know, going for it on fourth and one from the 18, which I normally am all for. Yeah. I'm hoping that Harbs and 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 Kirby are like, yeah, we're just getting points here, and we're going to kick field goals because that's how you're going to hit this under. This is an Army-Navy under.
0: You know what we need? We need Brandon Staley to somehow get dragged into this thing and just go for it on every fourth down.
1: <laughs> that's if you want the over, right? Man. <laughs>
0: Well, no, that's see, a, the key is you don't actually convert on the fourth downs. Oh, it, there you go. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Especially down
0: in the red zone. You go for on, on every fourth down, don't convert on any of them, and then lose an OT. That's, that's the, the Brandon Staley plan for success.
1: I don't know how much y'all talked about that this morning. Um, I know you guys got a big game this weekend uh, up there in Pittsburgh. But, you know, the Cow- Cowboys, I live in Dallas, Cowboys play the Giants. It's like, <laughs> it's a it talk week. about that game. It's a bye week, uh, but so we thought a lot about this game that that Chiefs, uh, Chargers game. What, I mean, I loved it. I love where the game is going with these fourth downs, mm-hmm. but so, seeing people lose their minds over taking points off the board is music to my new school ears. You just love the chaos, RJ. I do you just love the chaos. Yes, but but
0: that you know when we to to for just a second to get back to Michigan Georgia and we talk about Harbaugh like. Jim Harbaugh, you look at him and you don't see – you just you see the khakis and the glasses and you think, well, that guy's not going for it on fourth down, but he's a Harbaugh. And what's his brother do? Every single time he's got an opportunity, he's going to play the numbers, and if he thinks he's got a chance to change the win probability by a big enough number, he's going to go for it, whether it's on a fourth down at his own 38, whether it's a two-point conversion when he's down nine or maybe down one. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's going to roll the dice because he believes in his players. I, I don't know if his brother necessarily feels the same way about his offense at Michigan. I mean, certainly the run game he should have confidence in. I'd have no problem if the game were on the line and I were down one, just turning around, going heavy set and just turning around and handing it off to Haskins and asking him to plow through and win the game for us. But I don't know if, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh necessarily buys into it the same way John Harbaugh does
1: that'd be interesting uh, you know it could be an organizational philosophy with the Ravens uh, that they do and and that you know John Harbaugh is just kind of forced into doing things but you would think that uh the way John explains things when, when yeah, these he two believes meet up the yeah when they when these two meet up at the Thanksgiving table you know because they they celebrate Thanksgiving in February in that family uh, <laughs> you you know when the seasons are over but yeah. you would think that like he would like you know try to explain things to him uh, but you know who knows maybe not I again, I have not bet either one of these games, these final four games. I haven't bet any of the New Year's six games yet either. I, I'm, I'm truthfully waiting on these uh, to see if, if if players are getting knocked out. I, shoot, I don't even know these games are gonna get played. Yeah, if that's the tough part.
0: Yeah, that that's the tough part is is trying to trying to get a feel for where we're headed in the next couple of weeks. Um, I I do have plays on a couple of games already. Uh, I mentioned them when we were talking about the confidence polls earlier. Um, Two games that are near the top of my charts for confidence picks that are being played this weekend, actually. Um, Saturday night, BYU already coming in on a five-game winning streak. Number 13 team in the country only have laying less than a touchdown against UAB, who I think just reinstated their program like three, four years ago. BYU, this is the reason BYU is joining the Big 12, because they are number 13 in the country, Five and zero against the Pac-12 this year, riding a five-game winning streak, and they get to spend the week before Christmas in Shreveport, Louisiana. Apologies to all my Cajun family down in Louisiana, but nobody itching to spend the week before Christmas in Shreveport. I'm sorry, it's just a fact. So BYU is going there, I would think, to prove to everybody, hey, we're going to storm the Big 12 castle when the time comes. We belong there. Tyler Algier, I think, is healthy. Sec, uh, second team All-American running back, uh, so I love BYU in this spot against UAB.
1: Man, I do too. Uh, you know, people would think, and, and I did think, when they lost Zach Wilson, you know, to the NFL draft, that oh, well, that's that's the last we'll hear from BYU for a while. They're a quality program. They've got good players, uh, and and you know, sometimes they're older because of the missions they have to go on as uh, sure. as, as part of the Mormon faith, uh, and then you factor in that. Maybe that means that, you know, they're a little bit more mature at 25 years old. They don't have NFL aspirations. So they may, they may not sit this game out. Or they may have a little bit more pride in the game because they're not 18, 19 years old. They're 24, 25. right? That's just man strength. You know, it just is. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're, I, I love that game. And you are spot on. There is not a soul in the world who wants to spend time this time of year in northern Louisiana or as I like to call it, Southern Arkansas. There is nobody (laughs) Uh, who wants to do that. I drove through
0: Shreveport once in the backseat of my grandparents' car from Dallas, headed down south of I-10 to Jennings, Louisiana. And, man, I was a little kid, and I knew there was nothing about Shreveport back then. And even now, no, no. What an insult to BYU, 13th team in the country. Congratulations. You get to go to the Independence Bowl. But, yeah. I love that one. I love Jackson State, too, in the Celebration Bowl uh, against SC State. What Dion is putting in place down there, whether you like the tactics or not, um, I, I think you can't argue with the fact that he's turning that conference on its ear. He's bringing a little bit of flashback to the HBCUs. He's 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 giving it a prime time for lack of a better way to put it. And they're actually good. They can actually prove it. They're laying 10 against SC state. And I like that play.
1: Uh, you know, I do too. That's, that, that's, that's a good play. Um, you know, Jackson state. It's interesting. You bring them up because, you know, they were obviously in the news this week. Right. With, uh, with, with flipping Travis Hunter from Florida state to Jackson state, which is by the way, <laughs> awesome. Yes. It's score one for the little guy, but totally out of left field
0: incredible it and, and it does not help does not happen in a in a pre nil world just doesn't i mean he's right. already got a million and a half dollar deal in place according to some reports with barstool since Dion's aligned with barstool i mean that's what this is now it used to be and look it's no different than it used to be it's just all out in the open now right it, it, it's kind of like sports gambling to be quite honest you used to have to go to some guy named Jimmy, who you knew, that sat at a bar someplace, and you'd give him your numbers, and then you'd pay him, and then you know, uh, now I can tap a couple things on my screen on my phone. My bets are in. Bang! It's all cool. The NFL runs ads for it. Jamie Foxx is spiking footballs on the Bellagio fountain. Everybody loves <laughs> it. And now it's it's the same thing in the world of NIL. It it was it has always been about with the very top recruits at the biggest programs, what can you get me? Wink, wink, nod, 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 nudge, nudge. You know, what can you do for me to make it worth my while? Nick Nolte and blue chips and all that. Um, Oh, great, great, great movie. And now it's all all okay. It's all above board. You can do all that stuff. And so that's where teams are going to – that's where you're going to get these moments, like Travis Hunter to Jackson State, is somebody coming in and saying, yeah, you can go to Florida State. That's nice. It's a Power 5 program. Or you can come here. You can get paid. You can get – you're going to get noticed. By the way, I'm Deion Sanders. Nice to meet you. I'm going to make sure you get noticed. And you've got the added kicker, the cherry on top of the Sunday is you get to be there as a part of adding legitimacy back into a, an HBCU program that was down for so long, and you get to have a little bit of pride in that as well. So I think it was the perfect storm for Deion to poach him from Florida State, and I'll be curious to see how much of a trend this becomes going forward.
1: Yeah, I mean it is just legalized. Uh, that's all it is. It's legalized uh, pain. Now you're getting, you're you're finding an intermediary to take on the uh, right the payments. Uh, Which but it used fine. to be they anyway were- with boosters, yeah. right? It used to be oh boosters God, and Manila
0: envelopes, right? Now it's yeah. it's Dave Portnoy uh, cutting you a check to to
1: advertise his sports book. Yeah. Now at my school, we just handed you a bag, a McDonald's bag full of cash. Yeah. Uh, at Tennessee, that's what they did at Tennessee. It's just a, a bunch of morons there, but. I will say this: I do think the money's greater now. Like, it's I don't definitely I don't
0: bigger, think, be, yeah, because yeah. because you're allowed to because you're allowed to trade in it, right? So it's right. different than like you said, a, a greasy McDonald's bag that still has a couple cold fries in the bottom and a bunch of ones balled up, and maybe it's a couple grand, and the kid uses it to buy a new TV for him and his roommates. Now it's a legitimate check he's getting cut. He's gonna have to, gonna have to fill out a
1: yeah, two commas, and he's gonna have to fill out a tax return at the end of the day. It's yeah, that legitimate. I, i'm quite certain no player got a million dollars before in, in in like a in no a lump sum, like no. you know half a million like reggie bush that was the river right ha- or house yeah. you get a house okay but like actual cold hard cash no you weren't throwing two commas around but now when you when you have a fortune 500 company when you have a bar stool or a pen gaming that comes and throws money in their way i mean those those casino i mean my goodness you want to talk about having money to burn Yep. Yeah, we don't care. 30,000. Oh, 100,000. Yeah, why not? We'll just do that one. <laughs> Let's do that one. Uh, all right, it is BetQL in the action. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Chris Mack. We're getting a little bit of college hoops. Get you set for your weekend on BetQLU. From tailgates to rushing the field, on Saturday, it's BetQLU in the action. From noon to 8 Eastern.
0: Available on BetQL and the Odyssey app.
1: You're listening to BetQLU with RJ Choppy and Jeffrey Wright. Welcome back to BetQLU. I am RJ Choppy at RJ Choppy on Twitter. In for Jeffrey Wright this week. It is Chris Mack for the fan in Pittsburgh at the Chris Mack uh, on social media. It is, you know, it's getting into that college hoops time. We're we're already seeing some conference games. Uh, you've had those. You know, Big Twelve, SEC challenges. You've had right. uh, the V Classic. You know, of course, the CBS Sports Classic uh, is this weekend, and we've already had two teams have to get out of that. Ohio State, yeah, uh, and UCLA, both coming down with COVID. So, Carolina and Kentucky, I guess, are going to play each other, right?
0: Yeah, we don't call it downsizing, RJ. Remember, if you're in human resources, it's right sizing. We're right sizing. That, that classic. The, so instead of four teams, there's two teams. It's UNC and Kentucky, um, which I th- I was really hoping. I had my fingers crossed because yeah. Iona was supposed to have a game against Seton Hall that got called off because Seton Hall is dealing with COVID issues. And I guess Rick Pitino actually threw it out there. He's like, hey, we're available. We, we can come play Kentucky if you want. And I was yeah. just like, yes, Patino, You... You, you keep wearing those Colonel Sanders suits if it means you're going to throw stuff like that out there. Um,
1: Man, it takes a special guy to be able to wear that white suit. It takes Rick Pitino. And I don't
0: know if yeah. special's the word or just there's uh, – yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go all in on Rick Pitino, but it takes something. to, to You've got to have uh, huevos to, to put that suit on and take yourself seriously. Although, we're now past the point of – basketball coaches in suits it feels like everybody just wears a track suit now
1: dude i mean go look at an nba game they're wearing like a yeah jason kidd with the mavericks is wearing like the same blue pullover every the same blue quarter zip every game (laughs) i i am here for jason kidd to walk
0: out in like one of those giant pair of baggy shorts he wore back in the day that like comes down below the knees (laughs) they look like hammer pants that got cut off at the calves like, some of that stuff Chauncey Billups used to wear back in the day. Have him walk out there with just an enormous pair of shorts on and, like, a, a, a hoodie or something. Go for
1: it. Like, Why they got to wear suits? The 90s style, like, the 90s, early 2000s style is is yes. back everywhere, except in suits. Like, I'm waiting for these kings of comedy suits to come back, like the giant, long, <laughs> jacket that goes yeah. like mid-thigh to the knee or whatever. The yes, the Steve pants. Harvey. Yes. Yes, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the Steve Harvey set the entertainer suit oh, to come fully back in style, man, because I it... have like six of them.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I'd pay to see it. You need <laughs> to send me photos. Uh, early 2000s <laughs> RJ Choppy in uh, the old – and it's got to be really bright. – it's got to be like purple or like baby blue. Or mustard, it's, it's got a pop, right? Right, man. I, yeah, I, I, if, if you uncover photos, I need to see them. But well, we won't get that in college hoops anymore or the NBA for that matter. Nobody wears a suit anymore. No, um, we're not. It's, they've gone the way of the NFL. it, it know, somehow uh, Bob Huggins has gotten even more comfortable. I, I didn't know that was possible. Huggy would traditionally go with like a zip up jacket and some swoosh pants to begin with. Now, I mean, he may just walk out there in his pajamas one day.
1: Huggy, to me, reminds me, he looks like a guy who still wears, remember those belts that you used to, like, tie and and shoot straight down? Yes. He looks like the guy that would do that with the belt, like, still. Like, (laughs) rock the belt, go, you know, you you put it through the loop, and then you turn it up and you go upside down, down your leg. Like, that's Bob. Bob Huggins looks like that guy. Either that or rocking the giant chain up the right side. Yes. A little swingers action. That's Bob (laughs) Huggins. Huggy's the best.
0: He, he really is a national treasure. You're right. Uh, but, yeah, so w- with UNC-Kentucky being that reconfigured game, the slate really has been whittled down um, a, a good yeah. bit because of cancellations. There's still good stuff out there, though, like Gonzaga, Texas Tech. Um, I, I'm i on upset watch there, to be honest. Uh, I, I may yes. even I, – I think it's uh, – where, where was the spread? Uh, the spread hasn't been posted yet, I don't think. Um, but if it's anywhere within – I mean, I'm feeling Texas Tech money line, to be honest, but if I want to get conservative, if it's anywhere within six, I think I'm on the Red Raiders. Um, that, that I'm, I'm, Gonzaga has been so inconsistent early to start this year that that's one I could see happening.
1: You know, I saw Texas Tech uh, play Tennessee, and Tennessee's like the third best three-point shooting team in the conference. Like, they're, they're, they're close to like 38% and they were they started like 2 of 30. Texas Tech is so long. Right? Their players have got so much length to them. That is going to be an interesting game. Like yeah, I, I could see an upset here. The problem Tech has Tech can't shoot, man. Right. They're terrible. <laughs> like if, if you gave them like like a, 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 give them a small like a youth-sized basketball, not the 20, give them like a 27. Yeah, and make the basket bigger. And I'm still not sure they can make these shots. They're bad. Like, the only thing they could do is make free throws. They're it, they're bad offensively. It feels
0: like, a t- you know, you talk about the early 2000s and uh, the Kings of Comedy fashion. It feels like a team that would be better built to play what was the NBA-style game back then. Like, get, get somebody down in the post. Feed the post. And don't worry about anything outside of 18 feet, you know? And if you, don't, if you don't get an opportunity, just back yourself down and get yourself to the line. Um, you're right. Super long, um, not great shooters, but it, it feels like if they can clean up on the boards um, and Gonzaga doesn't get hot, I, I really like Tech uh, on upset watching that
1: one. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it. I, I, I'd be interested to see where the line is, uh, but I could definitely see that one. You know, the interesting game, obviously with UCLA and Ohio State missing, you know, Kentucky, Carolina, these are teams that didn't prepare for each other. Right? Like that's the other thing, like you know, how do you uh now I will say this, in the NBA, right? And and in and I bet you in college basketball they do this. In fact, I know they do this in college basketball. I was talking to a guy who played uh for Rick Barnes at Texas. And he said like, you know, game to game, we don't really game plan for that team. We just basically work on us. We kind of roll the ball out there and we play right. NBA, you know, like the Lakers play the Warriors and then they play the jazz. Then they're not game planning for both. They're just going yeah. out there and playing basketball. Now, when you get to the playoffs or the NCAA tournament, you start game planning for that specific team. And, it and I wonder if if there's any game plan that even went on between Ohio State and UCLA for their matchups with Carolina, Kentucky and how this factors into Carolina and Kentucky having to play without game planning for each other. Well, yeah, and, and it's that time of year,
0: too. With It's right around finals week in a lot of places. Yeah. So, I imagine there was a good amount of time. Like, coaches, they tell the kids to go study and take their tests and do good and don't fail and, don't. you know, I don't want to have to put anybody on probation. I'm going to be holed up in the film room with the assistants, and they're going to they are going to game plan, I think, in, in those instances because they have the extra time to do so. Yeah. But then having to ball it all up 24, 48 hours out and throw it out the window, yeah. do you, you know, do you try to throw together a cram session and look at the film, or do you just say, hey, like you said, we're gonna just we're gonna focus on what we do. We're not gonna to try to rebuild an entire game plan that it took us four days to put together. We're gonna to do this. We're gonna do what we know we can do well. And where does that lead a game like Kentucky, UNC? Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple of other games that are uh, going on. There's uh, Tennessee and Memphis. Uh, this game near and dear to my heart. Uh, but, you know, Memphis just pulled an upset not too long ago. I think it was Alabama. Uh, and, you know, uh, that, that they, that's a matchup of two teams that are in the same state but are completely in a different state when you really think about it because they are they could not be further away. They're 400 miles away, these two teams.
0: Well, yeah, it, both literally and figuratively, it feels like. I know you mentioned Memphis's upset win, but – it feels like Tennessee is moving in one direction and Memphis is lost in the woods some way, somewhere trying to find their way. Um, so yeah, literally and figuratively on complete opposite ends of the state. Um, I I, I like Tennessee in that one, uh, again, depending on where the spread ends up landing, you know, you put it somewhere uh, between no more. Don't get me into the double digits. And I think I'm okay with Tennessee on that
1: one. Yeah. I was thinking no more than like seven. Uh, Yeah, I I might not touch uh, just because, I mean, neutral site game and and, and how true uh, how Tennessee shot against Texas Tech was it was tough to watch. It was bad basketball. And then finally, Baylor and Oregon, Mm -hmm. dude, I love I I think it's a sneaky good matchup. I think Baylor is I mean, first of all, they're the they're the best athletic program in the state of Texas right now. Yeah, I don't think it's close. Their women's basketball team has been good for years. Their men's basketball team is the defending champs. Their football team is, you know, they're going to a New Year's Six Bowl, for crying out loud. Uh, this is a, a tremendous athletic department. And Oregon, I mean, that basketball pro- – since Dana Altman got there, that basketball program has been on the up. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to
0: me that the conference games – I think they're 0-2 in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they've struggled against better competition. This is the best competition – it's at home, so, um, but at the same time, I don't, I, I think Baylor, you know, you talk about rolling the ball out there. Baylor doesn't have to prepare necessarily for Oregon. Right. They just go up there, walk into the gym, and do what they do. And I think they walk out of there 10 and 0. That's another one where, as long as the spread doesn't get too heavy, doesn't get anywhere more than 10 to 12, even, I'd go to that point. Um, I'm feeling good about laying the points with Baylor.
1: Yeah, I uh, I am good. I'm good with that too. Baylor's so good; they're they're dogs too, man. They will get you, after you.
0: Yes, they. I mean, they're only allowing fifty-four points a game. They're I mean, nasty. yeah. And again, consider consider some of the opponents early in the year. I get it. Take it with mm-hmm. a grain of salt, but you know, you hold Villanova to thirty-six. You're doing something right on the defensive end.
1: Yeah, you are. You really are. Uh, and Nova's a good team it yeah. a dang good program and and Baylor is i mean defensively they're they're masters and we saw it against it, Gonzaga last year and, and and that's why i think they're they're the it, it, until
0: somebody finds a dent in their armor they're prohibitive favorites number 1 uh, th- it, it, until somebody jumps up and gets them because they can beat you either way um uh, you know they can put up near 100 and then a week later they go up against Nova and hold <laughs> and win 57 to 36 it's like, yeah. wait, you can do it either way. Yep, we either can way. do it either way. T- tell us how you want to play, and then we'll
1: go ahead and beach that way. That's it. Uh, nobody, nobody gave them a chance against Gonzaga last year, and, and that game was over within ten minutes. Yep, and it was evident that Baylor was on a different physical and athletic level. Period. That's it. That's all it was. Different. We're talking about, oh, I- we're talking about men versus boys.
0: Yes. It was two two different levels. You're right.
1: Chris, appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh thanks for filling in for Jeff.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, RJ. It was good
1: to catch up again. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh Chris Mack at the Chris Mack on Twitter. I'm RJ Choppy at RJ Choppy on Twitter. We will talk to you next week on BetQLU.
0: From tailgates to rushing the field, on Saturday it's BetQLU in the action from
1: noon to 8 Eastern. Available on BetQL and the Odyssey app.